0: Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at indytravelpodcast.com. This week it's episode 132 and we're talking about what you need to do before you travel. Yeah, it's probably going to be a pretty short episode because Linda's just come back from doing one of those things you need to do before you travel.
1: Yep, I've just been to the dentist and although I'm quite pleased I can actually talk, I am a little bit fuzzy, you know. I'm trying really hard to pronounce my words correctly, (laughs) but you might notice that it's a little bit unclear.
0: Yeah, your face looks kind of funny as well. Shut up. up. (laughs) So, like slacken some bits and tighten others. The last
1: time you went to the dentist, your whole face just
0: drooped and you had this frown. You looked like old man face. That was really weird. (laughs) Anyway, so if you hear Linda clinking during this episode, that'll be the ice cream that she's uh, scoffing down.
1: The dentist said I had to eat ice cream. Oh my goodness! That's such a cool
0: thing! It's brilliant. Shame you couldn't get a prescription for it, though. (laughs) I
1: know. Oh, well. Well, this week we're recording back at home. Last week we were at our friend's house, sitting by the pool, drinking glasses of wine and enjoying the sun, but this week the weather has turned upon us, despite it being the fourth day of summer for us here in New Zealand. And it is pelting down. You might be able to hear it in the background, but it is really not very nice weather
0: at all. Yeah, that's right. And this weekend we're planning on meeting um, two travel bloggers, um, Nomadic Matt from nomadicmat.com and uh, Baker from manversusdebt So exciting! Um, yeah, Matt's flying in. It's oh, it's four twenty. So Matt should have arrived in the country about an hour or two ago if his flight wasn't delayed. he probably be going through customs. It's a bit slow in New Zealand because we're really strict
1: about mm. customs.
0: Mm. Well, biosecurity bio more than customs. Is a big thing, yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you don't um, bring
1: any apples or other <laughs> fruit into New Zealand because you will be
0: hit by a fine i mean mm. is it, what is it two hundred dollars something like that i think so yeah. and baker from man versus debts just about to leave new zealand after several months here with um, him and his family they're uh they're moving on so we're gonna have a bit of a get together at the beach and have a picnic
1: <laughs> unless
0: the weather's like it is today which is more tropical storm than tropical summer yeah this is true <laughs> Anyway, talking about things uh, you have to do before you travel, that's kind of where we are today. I was sitting, staring out of the window today, watching the rain and going, God, I wish I was in a bus somewhere or in a plane going somewhere or even sitting inside in a hostel on the other side of the world working on Indie Travel Podcast. Just somewhere else, even if I was just sitting inside watching the rain.
1: But Auckland, I mean... We'd been away for so long that for a while, Auckland was kind of an exotic destination. Yeah. And it had the benefit of having our friends and family here. But we have kind of, well, we've been staying here. We haven't really been living here for the mm. last six months. And now we're preparing to head off again. And we've booked our tickets, excitingly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're flying out in the middle of February. And we're starting that that long, slow, getting faster time before we actually fly out. Yeah. And there's quite a lot of things to do. and. As Craig said, I was doing one of them. Um, so should we talk about that one first?
0: Yeah, sure. Let's talk about um, health checks. Yes.
1: <laughs> if you're traveling long term, you probably want to get checked out for all sorts of things just so that you know you're healthy and safe before you go. So last week I went to the doctor and had a check. Yay. <laughs> that was fun. And then I also went to the dentist and the dentist said I had to come back today and have lots of things done. Yay. Also yay. And <laughs> we're also going to get mole checks and all sorts
0: of fun things like that yeah um what's next yeah um mole checks because new zealand's got such a high skin cancer rate um because we've got no uh, well, next to no kind of uv uh what's it called not uv ozone layer ozone layer we've got next to no ozone layer so all the uv radiation um comes down to to us. and um <laughs> what great way to put it that's true it's worse than freaking smoking cigarettes this is true um, and then we've also got the, um, what's that other thing? Optometrist. Optometrist, yeah, because both so, of us have crap eyesight. Yep, so we can see for the next few years. So yeah, so it's time for a, a whole lot of health checks and thousands of dollars just sliding out of the bank account into oblivion. Uh, so much fun. Another thing that is very costly is getting vaccinations done before you go...
1: We went to the vaccination clinic a little while ago because we were going to be going to China and we got all sorts of vaccinations, and that was very expensive. But then the can- trip got cancelled, as mm. you know, and we were very disappointed. Yep. But luckily, that means that we won't have to think too much about vaccinations this time.
0: Yeah, I believe we're meant to get, we're heading to um, South America first. We're looking to spend time in um, Chile, then head up to Peru, um, then go down overland, probably through Bolivia into Argentina. And um, overall, our time in South America is about four to five months before we um, head over to Europe in July, uh, late June, sorry. And so, yeah, we've got to get a few more vaccinations done. I believe yellow fever's you need yellow recommended. Fever. I've um, got
1: it, but I think malaria tablets are something else we're going to have to think about.
0: Yeah. Now, um, in the indie travel podcast magazine, which just came out this week, Very exciting. exciting times. I love how the um, the is make up. I am excited. Yeah, it's very exciting.
1: (laughs) I sound excited, but I really don't look it.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, Aaron McLaughlin, Adventure Doc, was talking about uh, different vaccinations you need to get. So I've been reading up on that. And in the next issue, which is coming out in the end of February, beginning of March, he's talking about malaria. Oh. and what you should and shouldn't do. So as soon as you get around to editing that piece, you'll, you'll know Normal everything bunny. you need to know.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, And, of course, when thinking about how it's important to pack a good first aid kit, so mm. we're starting to think about that as well because all of our first aid stuff is strewn throughout our house, and I yep. think it's time to repack it. So you need to think about what things to put in that, and I think mm. we've talked about that a lot in the past.
0: Yeah, we've done a whole show on it, so you can um, yeah look for travel first aid kits, mm. um, yeah, somewhere in the show notes, yeah. or travel toiletries, maybe we've included it in there. Yeah,
1: but it's just a matter of making a good list, going to the supermarket or pharmacy and making sure you have everything and taking yeah. it well, and making sure you don't have too much stuff as well, because you'll just get a bit bitter about carrying it all
0: around. <laughs> yeah, we're like looking the, to to like half the, our size. The tape
1: that Craig made us travel oh, carry around.
0: tape it, is awesome.
1: It weighed about <laughs> 500 grams, and it was this, this big thing thick tape that you use you know to bind up wounds or whatever we never used it I think I used it once instead of a pin when I was hemming something and then the only time we have used it was when our friend um our friend's shoe broke when we were walking the Camino de Santiago and he taped it back up with this tape but it took so long to get the tape away from the rest of the rob because it was so old and carrying it around for so many years that it kind of wasn't almost worth it
0: mm. so talking about things that almost aren't <laughs> worth it passports and visas oh. these silly pieces of paper which cost so much money
1: i'm a bit annoyed with the <laughs> new zealand system because it's recently changed from a 10-year passport to a five-year passport and the fact is that you can't travel on a passport that's got less than six months to run so the life of your passport is really only four and a half years yeah so it's and because really of
0: crossover times with when you're traveling and stuff in most cases it Brings it down to a four-year lifespan. That's right. And um, yeah, it's pretty rubbish. So Linda's good for another couple of years. We're hoping to get hers renewed. Might get mine renewed
1: when we're away. Yeah,
0: fun. Um, But probably while we're in Britain and New Zealand has a good embassy there. um, But I need to get mine done now, and it is. I think I'll write up a post about it on the site because the process is quite long and involved, intensive Mm. with all the things you need to prove, um, yeah. and it's pretty expensive. I think it's between 150 and $200 to get your passport renewed. Yeah, So, um, yeah, it's big money.
1: Related to passports are visas, because when you're traveling to certain countries, you need to get visas, and you need to think about when you're going and how long you're going for, and are you within the visa waiver period, if there is a visa waiver period. and There's a lot to think about. Mm. Luckily, being New Zealanders, we are blessed with
0: almost open doors. Political neutrality. Yeah,
1: it's wonderful. So going to South America isn't going to be a problem for us at all because mm. we're planning on spending less than less than a month in most places. And I think we're allowed to spend up to 90 days in yep. most of the countries we're visiting. Mm-hmm. So we're really happy about that. Yep. And the same with Europe and the same with Asia. Mm. So nice.
0: Yep, it is. It's, Thanks, it's well, well good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing we were looking into was um, the need to work while we're overseas because mm. we're probably... Eleven and a half and a half months short on the budget that we need to travel for 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> that's an
1: interesting way of putting it.
0: Yeah. So we've got enough money, you know, to, to fund the first two, weeks. <laughs> two to three weeks and then it begins to fall apart. So um, that's a lot tougher and uh, we're just going to be doing lots of work online, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can get working holiday visas and working visas, and there's all sorts of visas and study visas that we can get, but oh, the process is so long and evolved that I don't know if it's worth the effort of, of, of applying for it in order to be able to work.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, with the type of travel that we do, often applying for such a visa is longer, takes mm. longer than the amount of time we plan to spend in the That's country. Right. Right. And uh, while we have skills that enable us to get good short-term work, um... Yeah, it's we just. We don't even know if we want tough. to stay
1: somewhere until we show up there,
0: and then we yeah. start applying
1: for the visas. I think
0: you and know, that's that's a backwards thing. You're meant to apply for a visa before yeah. uh, apply for a working visa before you go there. But if you've never been there, how on earth do you know if you want to to stay there? I it's don't know. I crazy. Mean,
1: that's what we we decided to do that when we went to Malta. But then again, we we're only planning on staying for three months, so it was a slightly different situation.
0: And we ended up staying for six.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well.
0: That happens. So those are some of the practical things we need to think of while...
1: Thinking about travel once you're actually starting. But you also need to think about your present life, the the stuff that surrounds you in your house at the moment. And I don't know about you, but we seem to accumulate a lot of crap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a generous way of putting it.
1: Oh, my goodness. But
0: I think a lot of the stuff that we've got is stuff from our... Past life, Like, we stored 15 to 20 boxes of stuff with my parents while we went away. And then we came back and we got it all back again and we unpacked it. And that has just filled our life.
1: And we realized that a lot of the stuff that we decided to keep was just completely useless. Mm. I mean, at the time, I remember packing it and thinking, oh, I don't want to throw away these plates. Plates! Oh, my goodness. There's, there's nothing... About plates that makes them worth keeping. (laughs) I mean, especially because we moved into a furnished apartment, which already had plates, that really helped. But, oh, I can't believe we kept plates. I mean, I could just buy them again.
0: Yes. So, yeah, so we're trying to downsize from leaving about 20 boxes behind to leaving about 10 boxes behind, preferably less. And so everything's going on the New Zealand equivalent of eBay. That's right. And, um... It's not really making us any money, but it's just kind of stopping us losing money.
1: Yeah, and it's also making sure that we're getting rid of stuff, which is a big thing for us.
0: Yeah, that is. So it's, yeah, we're on the big, big cut down, get rid of stuff. And it's a good way if you're saving. It's, I don't know, depends on the stuff you've got. A lot of our things are quite low value in terms of resale. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we... Getting rid of them, getting a hundred bucks here, five bucks there, fifty bucks there, ten bucks there, yeah, totally, and it just adds up. So we just talked about our downsizing and getting rid of uh, rubbish, and that kind of leads into well, not rubbish, getting getting rid of your life.
1: Yeah, getting rid of stuff that's useful but maybe not entirely useful while you're travelling. One thing that we did also was we gave things away, hmm. and this could be furniture, it could be just. Plates and stuff And what I, one thing I really enjoyed about coming home Is seeing all our stuff again yeah. like I we, we went round to our fl- friend Glynis, Like we went round to our friend Glennis's house And there was our dining suite And I was like, oh, look, there it is again And we often go to our, our other friend's house And they've got heaps of our plates and glasses And it's nice to drink out of my old glass You know, it's kind of like I see my possessions you know, I don't own <laughs> them, but I'm, I'm in contact with them
0: Smooth <laughs> <laughs> Um Budgeting? I don't like budgeting. I think it's a numbers dirty. Yeah. Budget
1: is very important. You need to work out how much money you've earned and how much money you're likely to earn over the next little while. Start saving as much as you can. We've talked about saving mm-hmm. for travel in the past. Yeah. But you know, and also lots. setting up a budget for your travel working out how much you're likely to spend and and all that kind of thing. But we've definitely talked about that enough in the past. We don't (laughs) really need to go over it. But it's something you need to start doing as far in advance as possible.
0: Mm. So we're going to um, keep this episode pretty short and we'll probably just trail off there. But these are the things that are kind of going through our head at the moment as we we plan to go. We're about two months out now. Uh, We've got the Christmas break in the middle of that. And, yeah, we're just trying to get... Get things ready, get things sorted, and this is the the start of the practical planning session. Now mm. we've got got the tickets. Um, oh, should we do a quick tickets update? We ended up not buying the round the world ticket that we talked about buying. Yes, this is true. We're uh, flying from Auckland to London via Santiago. With a long stopover and then flying out of Buenos Aires. Yeah. So it's one of those, we're going direct. We're just taking a four month break in the middle <laughs> and um, switching airports. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, <laughs> and then we found uh, Air Asia sales. So we found flights from London down to, is it Kuala Bangkok? Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur for 400 New Zealand bucks each, which is just. it's under 250 U.S. It's absolutely ludicrous. So that was sweet.
1: So we booked those up, too. They also had a sale with free tickets, by which they meant free tickets plus you pay the taxes. So it cost us $15 each just to go from um, Kuala Lumpur to Ho Chi Minh City. So we we snapped those up and, you know, maybe we'll use them and maybe we won't. But that's the beauty of a budget flight, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So by the end of the year, we'll be lost somewhere in Southeast Asia. Should be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to talk about Passports with Purpose quickly. Passports with Purpose is a charity which is run and promoted by travel bloggers. And so different travel blogs have donated different prizes. And um, you can kind of bid on them, I guess. Um, and, yeah, it's a fundraiser. This year we're trying to pull together 13000 U.S. dollars for um, – uh, an American charity. But basically what they're doing is building a school in Cambodia, and that's the total cost. Um, Passports with Purpose is at PassportsWithPurpose.com. and um, Yeah. <laughs> nice and easy to remember. PassportsWithPurpose.com. And um, I just had a look. Well, I'm having a look at the screen right now. They've already raised 10920 US dollars. And the goal is 13000 with the end date of um, December 21. So that is so December 21. We are going to kick that goal out of the ballpark. So that is really awesome. Um, We're not sponsoring a prize this year, and we couldn't afford to last year either. But we're really, really behind it. A lot of our colleagues, a lot of names that you'll know from travel blogging are uh, are in it and donating and, um, you know, giving prizes. But we're encouraging you to to go and make a donation and get involved
1: it's one of those charities that you know you can really see it making a difference Mm. definitely worthwhile
0: yeah it's cool Um, Oh, and Roger, one of our listeners, um, recommended roomatlas.com. I think it's his website, website he put together. It's a Google Maps mashup with all of the hotels listed in nice speech bubbles around the place. Oh, cool. So you put in the the city you're going to, and you can just kind of drag around on the map, and you can see where all the hotels are located. And, um, yeah, you can see them, see the, the ratings and the reviews, and just click through to book on there. And I thought it was just a really nice visual way of going say you're going to a conference and you want to be near that thing or you know you're going to venice but you don't know where any of the hotels are but you know you want to be near saint Mark's square you know that kind of thing you can it's really nice location aware kind of interface sounds great so yeah
1: well i think that's pretty much us for this week so until next week travel well